0: Welcome to this week's Oxcast, your weekly roundup of all the best events happening in and around Oxford. Today's date is Wednesday, the 26th of April, and this week I'll be talking about the Oxford Beer Week. How exciting! Russell will be telling us all about May Morning. First, here's Maddie with a couple of talks.
1: First up in my talks section is one called TV and Authorship in the Digital Age, which is on at Wolfson College at half past five. Tomorrow. So that's Thursday. So, David McDermott, who's a former member of the Emmerdale writing team, will be in conversation with Creative Arts Fellow Nicholas Pierpin. And the event is intended for people who are interested in writing drama for television or just interested in television drama in general. And it will be looking at the material forces which shape storytelling in the digital age. So, very important things to think about. Because it's important to think about the stories that you're watching, I think, when, when you're just watching TV or film. And they'll also be looking at how the process works and like how it gets from writing to being on the screen. Next up in my talks section is Charlie McDonnell, otherwise known as Charlie is so cool-like. <laughs> he was the first British vlogger to get a million subscribers and he's coming to the Sheldonian wow. on Thursday. So again, tomorrow at 7pm. The event will be from 7pm till 8.15pm. And prices are ten pounds or six pounds concessions. And Charlie will be available to sign stuff afterwards. So he he's always done fun science YouTube videos where he like explains a scientific phenomenon in a fun way, um, in a sort of YouTubey way. But now he's written a book um, called Fun Science, I think. Um, and this event is related to the marketing of the book. Um, but he'll be in conversation with another vlogger, Sally LePage, and they'll be talking about science and how much Charlie loves it. (laughs) Um, So get
0: along to that if you love Charlie is so cool-like or if you love science. So next up, I've got the Dorchester Festival, which is happening from Friday until the 7th of May. This is a festival which is aiming to raise money for the Dorchester Abbey, but also for the Sue Ryder charity. There's loads and loads of events happening as part of the festival, so I thought I'd pick out a few sections to go through. First up, there's loads of music, and uh, one that caught my eye was Bond Night, which is happening this Saturday at 7.30pm, and it's the BBC Elstree concert band with the Oxford City singers singing famous Bond songs, but also other mm-hmm. TV and film sort of detective shows, so that should be quite interesting, from next Wednesday. There are a couple of pre-supper concerts which are happening on Wednesday to Friday at 6pm and there are some really talented musicians who I imagine you'll have seen performing in the city before so it's worth checking out who's there then of course the tallis scholars will be performing and even out of the blue will be making an appearance and running a workshop then performing in a concert towards the end of the festival if you would prefer to find out a bit more about dorchester as a place you can try the 20 dorchester things to do before you're 99 and three quarters <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that so, mainly for people aged 99 and a half?
0: Uh, Well, clearly, (laughs) they need to get out and do these things. Uh, This is a trail that's being run on Saturday the 29th from 1 until 5pm, and it's free. Um, And you basically pick up a sheet and go around all the local attractions in Dorchester and find out a bit more. Aww. Looks like there are lots of bells. Mm,
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: Then on Monday the 1st, there's a talk called Idle Women of the Wartime Waterways, um, which is exploring the role of women on the waterways during the Second World War. It promises to be a double bill of theatre, poetry and music to whisk you back to the days of World War II. That's at 6pm. Then there's May Day Recreated, which is happening on Friday the 5th at 1.30pm. This is the children of St Birinus Primary School and they are recreating the historic Dorchester May Day celebration photo 100 years on from when it was first taken.
2: That sounds quite sweet.
0: Yeah, it's quite sweet. It's going to be quite a feat. There's a lot of kids in the photo. (laughs) It'd be good. If you prefer something to exercise your stomach rather than your brain, there's lots of food demonstrations. So you've got Christine Wallace from the Great British Bake Off, um, Sophie Grigson, plus a Mad Hatter's Tea Party. Um, There are also loads of family-friendly events, so there's the Family Dog Show, which has lots of categories, including a musical sit, so (laughs) Um, fancy dress for dog and owner, and best rescue section. Um, There's also plenty of wildlife walks and scarecrow trails to enjoy, plus a duck race. I love those things. Also, Showstopper, the improvised musical, will be performed this Sunday at 7.30, so book your tickets quickly because that's not one to miss. So the festival kicks off on Saturday at 12 noon with a grand opening and a tower abseil. Hooray! Hooray! Uh, so brave volunteers, including lots of familiar faces, will abseil down the, 100, the 100-foot Abbey Tower to raise money for the festival charities. Plus, there's going to be a canon custard walk. I've just understood why it's canon. On Monday the first at five pm, it's Dorchester's rector braving the walk. There are loads of film nights, comedy, and much much more happening as part of the Dorchester Festival. You can check it all out on dorchesterfestival.com. Russ, you're going to the festival. What I are you am. doing?
2: I'm going to go along to the food and craft fair, which is on the second weekend. Going to go along and buy some nice food to eat and try all the tasters.
0: Mm. Excellent. That's the Dorchester Festival happening from the 28th until the 7th of May. Go along and help raise some money for the Abbey.
2: I have an interview with the film director, Alicia Slimmer, about her film Creed Moria, which is screening at this year's Oxford International Film Festival. Here I talk to Alicia about Creed Moria and the making of this film.
3: Creed Moria is a film that is, for the majority of the film is set in the 80s and it has a very rockin' musical soundtrack um, that follows one teenage girl as she tries to navigate the crazy world she lives in that includes her domineering mother, uh, a brother who's struggling with his sexual identity, another brother who's got a bit of a drug and alcohol problem, and a very jealous boyfriend. And then to top it off, she has a bit of an ass of a boss who... (laughs) Um, is very, like, probably self-hating and takes it out on her. And so the whole story is about this young girl, um, how she just navigates day to day. And, you know, you kind of secretly hope that maybe she breaks free of these people and probably this place. So I won't tell you the spoiler alert, but, you know, I think you kind of hope she can find something better, you know, beyond the horizon. Oh,
2: Queens, New York. Listen to the full interview where we talk about who inspires Alicia and what her plans are next, including an amazing-sounding medieval French TV show. <laughs> that um, does sound amazing. And the festival is taking place at the Phoenix Pitch House from the 5th to the 7th of May and has many amazing cinematic treats for you to watch, ranging from a documentary about New Orleans musicians and how they're handling the post katrina time to a drama where Timothy Spool takes on every major role (laughs) which sounds odd and like something i want to watch
0: he's gonna be at that showing isn't he he? yeah Mm, i think i might have to go
2: for all films at this year's festival visit oxiff.com and tickets are 11 pounds and 10 pounds for student per film and there are a lot of treats to go check out
1: me next with some theater There's loads of theatre on this week Um, so I'm just going to give a little roundup, and you can have a look on our website to find out what the other stuff is. So, the Duchess of Malfi is on at the Unicorn Theatre in Abingdon this week from Wednesday to Saturday so it starts tonight and tickets are £10 or £9 and it's at 7.30. So this is a fast-moving production of the classic Jacobean drama. It's a horrible play. (laughs) It's a wonderful play but it is horrible. It's got death and murder and
2: questionable family relationships
1: yeah i incest (laughs) um and but this production will be set in 1950s british gangland with also hints of reservoir dogs not genres i know very much about but that's what they're going to do and i think i think it could really work i think it's an exciting decision that will be one to hide behind a cushion during but should be good as well So that's at half past seven in the Unicorn Theatre, Abingdon, from Wednesday to Saturday. Dear Brutus is also on this week. It's a play by J.M. Barry, and it's a story of eight characters who meet in a house, in a country house, in a mysterious wood. And it looks at the decisions they've made in their lives and how they could have made different decisions and how their lives might have been different if they had made those decisions. Um... And according to our reviewer, it's occasionally disturbing. <laughs> so again, an interesting one to watch. It apparently has sort of echoes. It was written before um, The Inspector Cools, but it has a sort of sort of mm. echoes of The ins- an Inspector Cools, or has echoes of A uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. So that's on at the Keyblow Riley. It's a student production, and it's on from tonight until Saturday, at, again at half past seven, and tickets are £8.50. Finally, there's a production on at the Old Fire Station, on Saturday at 2.30 and 7.30 called How We Think We Think. So this is a one-man show slash talk um, by Heart to Heart Theatre about a man who witnesses a suicide on the tube and decides to investigate the life of the man that he's seen commit suicide. Mm. Uh, and then it goes on to more generally look at human decision-making. So it's an interesting show because it's one of those ones which where the fourth wall is kind of confusingly constructed because the man giving the talk is playing a part it wasn't written by the man who's who performs it um but it's presented like a talk okay so you're unclear whether like it it feels like real life and then actually it's a play Hmm. um and it was developed with help from the nottingham university neurology and psychology department Edinburgh Philosophy Department and the Mental Health Department at the School of Nursing in Canterbury Christchurch University. So Gosh. it's, so it's mm. developed with a lot of wow. knowledge yeah. behind it. Um, and tickets are £10 or £7. So that's how we think we think at the old fire station. And I will just mention that there are a couple of Shakespeare's on. <laughs> um, the Watermill Theatre in Newbury has Twelfth Night on at the moment and the Mill Arts Centre in Banbury has The Tempest. So mm. there's lots of funny links between those two. <laughs> yeah. They've both got Mill in the name and they're putting on Shakespeare's that revolve around a storm. Yeah, <laughs> And there was a storm yesterday. Yep. Yeah. And so. it was only in Oxford. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the people of Oxford don't need many excuses to enter a pub and grab a pint. And this coming week, they'll have even more of a reason to do so because it's the Oxford Beer Week, starting from the 1st until the 6th. So this is a week-long celebration of all things beer in Oxford, so there's going to be lots of Oxford beers on offer. So it all kicks off on Saturday the 29th of April, I mean a little bit earlier than the original beer week, um, at the Perch in Binsey. So they're hosting their 5th Beer and Cider Festival, um, which is a chance to meet local brewers, try over 50 beers, meet the Hook Norton Shire horses, Oh lovely, and enjoy some live music and some very tasty grub. So that kicks off on Saturday and is continuing mm. into May Day. From Monday the 1st, the Lamb and Flag will have a rolling festival of Oxford beers. Don't roll them too much, because um, <laughs> they'll go fizzy when you open them. I was waiting for a pun for this, so thank you for (laughs) providing it. Thank you for falling into my trap. (laughs) Um, From Tuesday the 2nd, Tap Social Brewery in Botley are hosting a party with lots of street food and a range of local brews, as well as their own very tasty selection. On Wednesday, the Rose and Crown and North Parade will have local beers and brewers on hand to talk about the magic of the craft. On Saturday the 6th the Hook Norton Brewery in Hook Norton and also the XT Brewery in Long Crendum are both inviting you in for a taste of their tasty brews. Um, I've been to the Hook Norton one and it's just such a lovely brewery it feels really homely and cosy and you can go see the horses again. So it's not just these events occurring, there are 27 pubs who will have special deals in honour of the Oxford Beer Week um, there's a full list of all these pubs on the website. Um, I've got a couple of fun facts for you. Um, in 1814, beer flooded several streets in London after a huge vat ruptured in the parish of St Giles. How many gallons do you think were spilt? 100. 150. Try 400,000 gallons of beer. <gasps> wow. Yeah.
2: Wow. That's a lot of beer. There's a lot
0: of beer. Gosh! So, think of the seven wonders of the world. Which wonder of the world do you think the workers of were paid in beer for? Uh,
1: that makes any okay, sense. Okay, so not the pyramids. Is it the pyramids? It's the
0: pyramids. <laughs> 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 yes, Maddie, it's the pyramids. <laughs> well, that was not that great face. Gave it all away. You have trying so hard not to. <laughs> well done, Maddie. Egyptian pyramid workers were indeed paid in beer. <laughs> okay, which two drinks are combined to make a black velvet? This one should be a bit ooh, easier.
2: Ooh, Guinness and... Some kind of cider?
1: Maddy? Um, a black velvet. Uh... I don't know. It's going to have to be beer. <laughs> Presumably. I'm yes. going to say Guinness and blackcurrant juice.
0: Okay, interesting. It's In fact, Guinness, you're both correct on that, and champagne.
1: Oh, oh that sounds horrid. But interestingly, <laughs> I heard recently that Guinness is not black, it's red. If you look at the Guinness website, it yeah. says um, blah, 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 gives Guinness its famous red colour.
2: It has a tint. It's still... But but still, it's
1: officially red, dark red. Mm.
0: There, apparently, there are over nineteen types of Guinness.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: Uh, what nineteen? Nineteen different variations on the recipe. Oh right. Yeah. There you go. I'll be
2: honest. I probably won't like any of those. I've been to the Guinness <laughs> factory. I've looked over the gorgeous you Dublin Tower view. You had a pint of Guinness. It was horrid. <sighs>
0: I love
1: Guinness. I really I love do Guinness.
2: like Guinness. Oh, that's awful.
1: I don't really like beer, but I like
2: Guinness.
0: That's the Oxford Beer Week happening from Monday until Saturday. Cheers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Finally, we have May Day. Hooray! Hooray! <laughs> so this is a bit of an Oxford tradition, and there's so much going on, it's it's crazy. I'll go through a few of the things that are going on. And a few of the uh, logistics of the day. So it all kicks off with the Magdalen College Choir singing the seven-minute-long Hymnus Eucharistus. From the Great Tower at 6am, followed by 20 minutes of bell ringing, which is a lot of bell ringing. Mm. And then starting off the choir and taking place across the morning, there will be Morris dancing procession led by the Oxford City Morris Men and the Oxford University Morris Men through the town. Taking various locations, including the Radcliffe Square the White Horse on Broad Street and the Ashmolean. And then over in Jericho, the Headington Quarry Morris Dancers and Ensham Morris Dancers will be dancing outside the anchor from 6am to 7.30am. Now the bridge! Hooray! Magdalen Bridge will be open to pedestrians and closed to drivers this year, as it is most years, and it's worth getting near the bridge around 5am as it gets pretty busy quite early on. The bridge will be closed to drivers from 3am And reopens around 9am when revellers have moved on further into town or out to Cowley for more fun. (laughs) Check on the Oxford Bus Company and Stagecoach for how their services are affected. And then of course there's May Eve, which is part of the fun of May Day. is staying up late through the night to May morning. And there are many lovely venues that are either opening early to serve tasty treats or a few of them are staying up all night. The two that are staying up all night are the TikTok Cafe and Jim Bob's Baguettes, which are both selling food all night. And there are various other venues opening across the morning, serving coffee, bacon, burritos and alcohol and many other treats. So check out our Mayday page at dailyinfo.co.uk slash Mayday. And then finally, there's music. Yay. Various clubs and bars are staying open late into the morning. But a few you should look into are The Cellar, which has Love Jam, Ed Steel, and Super Sharp Suiter in what they're describing as a May Day disco house and jungle party. And that is from 11pm to 5am, so that's in the centre of town. And then The Jam Factory has May Day for the People with Count Skylarkin and Tony Naked Nanton, which is an amazing name, which is from 10pm to 4am. If you would like a rest in the morning... And come out on May Day evening, there is the festival finale at the Church of St. John the Evangelist on Iffley Road, which includes pieces by Bram and Back, which starts at 6pm. And finally, we have John Otway, who is at the Bear Inn and is somewhat of an Oxford tradition and describes himself as rock and roll's greatest failure. And I have no idea who he is, but Maddie, you know who he is.
1: I've <laughs> seen him twice at May Day and it's it's quite a thing to behold. Yeah, he's wonderful. He's a, a sort of he was a rocker back in the eighties, I think. And he does a set where he like he's been known to rip off his shirt, buttons <laughs> flying everywhere. Um, there's a he's got a great song. Have a look on YouTube for John Otway's um, House of the Rising Sun because it's hilarious. And if you learn the words now, then and then go to um, Mayday and catch him, then you'll be well prepared.
2: <laughs> so he'll be at the Bear Inn. And the final thing for May Day, which is not really linked to the day but sounds pretty fun, is Oxford Japan Day, which is a charity event to support the people affected by the 2011 tsunami. And it says come and join us for a Japanese charity slash cultural event. And there'll be sushi, calligraphy, kimonos. And that is from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m at St. Giles's Church Hall. So that sounds quite fun and nice if you want something slightly different from the, the debauched fun of May Day and staying up late and... Having, getting drunk. Getting yeah. drunk, not that we endorse that, and eating lovely food in many, many awesome venues
1: if you want to find out any more about any of these events and many more events which are happening in and around oxford then go to dailyinfo.co.uk forward slash events
0: to follow us on social media we're at daily info oxford on facebook instagram and twitter
2: and if you really like this podcast you can subscribe to it to your any of your favorite uh, podcast providers